Welcome to Running is Bullshit, I'm Stuart. And I'm Amy, and you're listening to the podcast that loves to hate running. And thank goodness it's now 2021 where nothing bad can happen. Oh, what a relief, Amy, to get away from 2020. It's awful, wasn't it? Worst year ever, but we're through it now. It's behind us. Yeah, nothing bad can happen now because it was the year itself that was actually causing Mm. all the bad things. Remember, 2017 killed all those celebrities and now Mm. 2020 did all the bad things. But now it's a different year and everything's better. Yeah. We can all let our guard down. We can all do whatever we want again now. So it's fine because it's a different year. Yeah, Boris Johnson is just coming on TV to just ask how we are, really, and say, yeah. you're all right, lads, and then he just goes off. So He's no, actually no now extremely competent, as it turns out. Yeah. We didn't realise. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. we're still in the EU. Great. <laughs> yeah, everything's... Do you know what? Actually, on my uh, long walk this morning, which we'll come to, uh, I found a discarded dirty EU flag just in the bushes, oh, which was very uh, somehow symbolic. very symbolic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure where it come from. It was in the middle of a massive roundabout. I've no idea where it would have come from. <laughs> Just someone dumped them. Well, I suppose it's not worth anything now. So, no. <laughs> first one of twenty. First podcast of 2021. Lovely to be back. Have you missed me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Amy, what have you been up to? <laughs> oh, How was your uh, Christmas? That's what oh. people ask, isn't it? When they go back to work. You're yeah. right. How is it Christmas? <laughs> and you're supposed to say, oh, you know, just a quiet one. Yeah. And everyone's got to say that this year because we couldn't yeah. see anyone. So, um, I mean, technically in Wales, we could see, was it one of the household? Yeah. I'm not sure because we didn't see anyone because um, the people we were seeing were all, you know, potentially in contact with vulnerable people. And we just thought, you know what? Yeah. Let's just not see anyone. Um, and it was quite, it was quite relaxing, actually. Um, yeah. Just chilled, took the dogs out for a walk. I went for a run on Christmas Day, which is quite nice. But it was a lovely sunny day. Um, and just chilled. I mean, I don't want to do it every year. Uh, but it was it was fine. It's just one year, isn't it? I mean, what can you do? I, I didn't want to be in contact with loads of people and potentially um, spread the virus or whatever. So, so yeah, it was fine. How, how was your Christmas? Um, it was, I would kind of, I... Because we're not seeing anyone. Well, we did see one friend for the afternoon, have dinner there. Um, but otherwise, it was just kind of a normal day. Yeah. It was, you know, we went for a, a walk in the morning, took the dog out, uh, called my mum. And obviously, you know, we opened some presents and things and ate more chocolate than we usually would. It's kind of just a normal day though, isn't it? Mm. If you're not been... doing anything different like that. Yeah. And it's all been weird anyway, because I had, um, as I usually do, I, you know, took off like what amounted to about two weeks off over Christmas from work. But whenever I've been taking time off work this year, last year, it's just been, okay, I'm just spending less time in the office this week. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm just sat in a different room in the house in the middle of the day. So then <laughs> that's what Christmas kind of felt like. Oh, it's it's another day, but we're just doing the same things really because we can't do anything else. So yeah. yeah, for me, well, my I put my laptop kind of next to my PC. So I was just rotated 90 degrees for two weeks. Yeah. That was the that was really the only difference. <laughs> so what have you been up to running wise over the last few weeks? Um, I've been keeping it pretty consistent actually. People can check my Strava if they want mm-hmm. to, but um, I mean, don't check my Strava because you know. But uh, <laughs> I mean, when you say consistent, it went from zero to seventeen to thirty-eight, back to about eighteen. No, so no, no. I, I've been doing. Consistent. I've been doing all right. You know, I've been. I've been steadily actually building up the mileage, and I think I'm going to have a twenty-five mile week this week, which okay. is pretty much back to how things used to be um before i took two years of just being all over the place basically so i'm getting definitely get back to getting more consistent with it and i want to get up to um because as we'll discuss later i've got a few 
ultras that I've signed up for this year that hopefully will go ahead. But I want to get back up to doing like 30 miles a week, which is what I was doing before, which is a nice, um, you know, in between training for ultras. It's a nice distance, a weekly mileage that I don't get injured by, but still pushes me, if you know what I mean. So yeah, I mean, that's been quite good, actually. The weather's been shit. The weather's been awful. Like it's been raining and then it's been freezing cold which isn't uh nice but you know i'm looking forward to summer runs again but yeah i've been i've actually been building up my mileage i didn't even have to make a new year's resolution or anything i just fucking did it um the the bullshit i'd have to say is that the gym's now closed as it is for the rest of the united kingdom um Mm -hmm. at the time of recording and there doesn't seem to be any uh, foreseeable end to that so that's a bit shit i was all set up like a week before christmas i can't remember when we went down to lockdown now there's been so many lockdowns and so many different iterations of it but um like a week before christmas i was already i booked the gym for christmas eve as well like i was going to get my workout done at 6 a.m on christmas eve wear my christmas jumper or whatever and i was really enjoying it i managed even to get a deadlift pb but and, and stuff like that like i was really improving with my gym because i was going like three times a week and now they're all closed so that shit, I mean, I, I've I've bought like the home workout plan that my gym does and I haven't done it, of course, because... No, of course not. Who wants to do body weight stuff? <laughs> it's like physio advice. It's not what it's there for. Yeah, yeah. And I just can't stand body weight. I just can't stand doing body weight stuff because it's so many reps and I hate it. And I know I should do it, but it's been, I think it's been like we're on to week two of the home workouts with my gym and I've just not been doing it. Just put on um, shit loads of weight. Yeah. I know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I that would really be the best thing, because then your body weight thing, you'd only have to do a yeah. couple of reps. <laughs> That's Smart. the thing. That's yeah. coaching there. <laughs> and the thing is, like, I am increasing my running as well, so I should be doing the body weight stuff, because I'm just going to get injured. Because when I don't when I don't cross-train, I get injured. But yeah. there we go. You know, I, I would go for a swim, but I can't go for a swim, because all yeah. the pools are closed. So it's all working against me. The universe is telling me just to run ridiculous mileage and get injured. It's not my fault. You it know, is the universe's yeah. fault. Yeah, exactly. So that's it, really. More running, but not as much gym. So, you know, swings and roundabouts. How about you? Nice. What have you been up to? Um, yeah, well, I had a two weeks off over Christmas as well and ended up doing loads of dog walks and kind of plenty of running as well. So I did like over 90K for two weeks straight, running and walking, nice. um, which I know I see a lot of people that I know do that regularly anyway. And it's just I still can't get my head around how mad that is. Some people just doing so much mileage all the time. But, you know, for me, that was a lot. Um, so that's been fun I haven't really made any plans for the year either usually this time of year it's quite nice to like plan out all the things you're going to do but I just can't be bothered because it's probably not going to happen like all the spring stuff I'm not banking on any of that I mean in terms of us getting the vaccine you know you're like 30 as well I'm 35 36 soon I ain't going to get the vaccine really we're never going to get it (laughs) no like my mum's 65 she's not going to get it until like late spring so i'm just not banking on anything i think newport marathon is still on at the moment in april but i'm not really training someone i'm not training specifically for that i know someone said to me the other day oh my 16 week plan starts now i'm like really what a 16 week plan for something on a fixed date no you're mad But one of the reflections I did have uh, looking back on Facebook comes up with your memories. And obviously, I'm the kind of person that puts on my end of year stuff and all that kind of thing. Lots of uh, running stats. And I noticed on New Year's Eve, as kind of going back through the years is quite interesting. Because at the end of 2018, I kind of scrolled back and I said, oh, 2018 has been an awesome year. I got 
PBs at every distance. I've run further than ever, blah, blah. It's been great. And then I went back 2017 and it said, this year hasn't been as great, but I've started going to the gym twice a week. I've started swimming regularly and I'm running a lot more regularly as well. Hopefully this will pay off next year. I'm like, oh shit, it does work. <laughs> yep. That's it. The joy of cross training, you see. Yeah. And now I'm increasing my mileage again, but I'm not doing any of the other stuff. No, so. it, it does help so much for me it's mainly about injury prevention so when I go to the gym regularly I do actually feel better when I run I feel like I'm more like uh, I, I'm stronger because I am um but for me it's all about injury prevention because I'm not I ain't going to yoga you can people who no. say go to yoga I fucking hate yoga yeah. uh but when you're stre- when you're doing um weights and stuff like that you're getting a good stretching you're moving mm-hmm. your bodies in way you're moving your body in ways that you wouldn't normally when you're running so you know that's why it's important for me really yeah, I mean, I don't even cycle anywhere now because where the fuck have I got to go? Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, just yeah. my bike sat in the uh, in the shed for eight months now. Mm. Sorry, bike. And that's the other thing that we talked about in the last podcast of not being able to go to other places to drive to other places, and there has been some confusion about this. Um, I'm not sure what it's like for the rest of the UK, but in Wales, we're not supposed to drive anywhere to exercise unless um, you have a mobility issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so obviously, we haven't been doing that. And that kind of sucks. But that the local trails that I run on have been very busy and the car parks have been yeah. full. And I, I want to just... Oh, when I see like groups of people and I think, if, you're, if you've come by car and you don't have a mobility issue, you need to sod off home because you shouldn't be here. <laughs> it is a little strange. Like the fact this morning I walked 10, 11 miles and think I can walk five miles from my house, mm. but other people can't drive a mile yeah. from their house. So I can see yeah. why people get arsy about it but that is still there has the to rules. be rules there has to be rules or else people will drive to you know penavan or something and then walk up a mountain you know when they yeah. shouldn't be doing that i think like so, your opinion doesn't matter on the law it's still the same yeah yeah there has to be rules in place and also it's about those people who live there locally we should be able to exercise on those local trails without having so many people there that you can't socially distance or whatever you know yeah i've so, got to say, i've i haven't seen any groups of runners because i live right next to a really busy mm-hmm. running route i haven't seen any groups of runners but this morning and other times i've seen groups of mountain bikers and it's always someone yeah. else's fault isn't it it's always the bikers it's always the cyclists or the pedestrians or the runners mm-hmm. but in this case in my in my experience i've seen a lot of mountain bike groups i i saw a group of runners last sunday i saw like not a big group but i saw that they were meeting up and congregating i thought naughty naughty you're not supposed to be meeting with people outside your household but Terrible i didn't say anything people. i just tutted and ran on <laughs> don't say you're not supposed to you're not supposed to grass on the runners i know unless, I know, they're, but... oh no, unless they're from another club in which case absolutely grass on it looked like a club run yeah <gasps> right yep get on that <laughs> uh to the last episode um the bit that fascinated me most about this like i'm so sorry first of all the um to amy and to our listeners the um do they know it's christmas uh tribute we had for our patreon um when i played that to holly her immediate reaction was it sounds like amy's singing with a gun to her head oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's how it felt basically. yeah um and your mum on facebook mentioned that you used to have singing lessons <laughs> I did as a very young child. I, I did many Aww. things. I was jack of all trades as a, as a child. I, I dipped my toes in many different hobbies um, and singing was one of them for a few weeks. But a few yeah, weeks? I, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, I never did anything for more than a few weeks. I did all sorts of stuff. Um, Is this the longest relationship you've ever had on this podcast? <laughs> yeah, basically. Wow. Basically. 
It's it's very much overrun. It's it's, it's run its course. Um, <laughs> your mum told me to mention Jesse was a black cat. Uh, yeah, that's why I had to sing. There's this song called which I won't sing. Jesse was a black. It went like Jesse was a black cat, and it was like work on your scales or whatever. Aww. So um so yeah, that's where that comes from. I'm not going to sing it because I had enough bloody comments from people about my singing <laughs> and it's offensive and it upsets me <laughs> i don't want to hear it perhaps we can use some of the patreon money to get some singing lessons again oh they can all sort of they don't want to listen you can fast forward it <laughs> can we find that same teacher she's probably dead now to be honest because she was very old <laughs> i don't want to say that. that sounds awful doesn't it no she's probably alive and kicking and very well but i'm probably to a you know an eight-year-old she seemed very old and she was probably only 30 or something. yeah I do think that sometimes I think back to like sort of thinking about someone from school or people I used to work with a long time ago and I think to myself oh they could be dead now you know what I used to have this geography teacher when I was in probably year seven so what's what are you in year seven like 11 11 yeah Yeah. so I used to have a geography teacher then he seemed really old then and then when I was in university so when I was like 19 20 I was working in a a cinema part-time and he came in and he looked exactly the same and I thought are you a vampire or a mortal? How are you still alive? I was more shocked to see him there. <laughs> like alive and stuff. Just the fact so, he was alive. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I suppose it would have only been, what, like eight years. So yeah, it's not, it's not like a, a huge amount of time has passed. But yeah, I was like, Jesus, you seem so old then. You seem, you know, barely alive then. And here you are in the summer. <laughs> Uh, well, speaking of rapidly aging, that's probably not a good link. Uh, Vic Owens, our last guest, the happy runner. Well, she ran a December accumulator. So running from one to 31 miles over the course of December. Now she's decided to do what she's calling a double accumulator. And she's starting at 32 miles a day for January and running 32 miles every day through January. What? In one go? Or is she splitting the runs up? You know? I think they're all being done in one go. That's crazy. Uh, 32 miles a day for a month. That's... The yeah. girl is wrong. I mean, she seems lovely, but fucking hell. God, and you know her feet are going to be perfect after that. Oh, God, yeah. Oh, do you know what? I did it on her Instagram the other day. <laughs> it was a picture of her foot and a grater, and it just said, great, great, great. No. Is that how she keeps her feet so nice? I believe so. Oh, dear. A grater. A grater. Surely you'd want to build up like the calluses and stuff on your feet if you. I guess I there's know. only so far you can. Yeah, or else your foot would just be one big callus, wouldn't it? Oh. <laughs> Are you looking for a new challenge in 2021? Do you want to drastically increase your mileage and stop getting any proper rest? Then why not try Red January? Run every day. It's perfect for grinding out any joy you found in running and making it a guilt-laden, regimented daily slog. And of course, uh, if you get injured, you can visit one of your friendly local physios to get you back out on the road. Red January, happening now and every day this month. Sponsored by the UK Association of Physiotherapists. Uh, Some more bullshit that happened during December was we launched the World Cup of Running Bullshit. And we played one round every day like the world's worst advent calendar. It luckily worked out to 24 days. It took us right the way up to Christmas Eve. We had over 2,000 votes. And in the end... The results were third place was taken by Trying Not To Poo, which beat Blisters. And then the grand final on Christmas Eve, Being Injured, beat Unequal Cross Country. Both of those had 65% of the vote. I'm disappointed because I worked really hard on my on my video to promote um, 
an equal cross country. So. Yeah, we did it. We did some good campaign videos. Yeah. I went for a presidential style campaign video. Amy went for the the Amy Agenda's gender agenda news desk, yeah. which was a nightmare to film because I was just using like the <laughs> shitty photo booth app on my laptop, which has the worst green screen ever. So I had to find the plainest wall I could in my house, and every time I moved, it was like all being all janky about it. Do you know, I think that added to it. I liked that. A lot. Yeah, it did. It did. <laughs> the webcam quality was awful as well. It was like filmed in two thousand and three or something. <laughs> Uh, yeah, some some people are a little unhappy with unequal cross country not winning, but mm. I think the way I can see it is unequal cross country is obviously bollocks, but mm. it's very easily fixable. Oh yeah, which is the most frustrating thing about it. Yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> but like within a year, because you know there's loads of stuff going on at the moment to change distances and make them equal. Uh, I think uh, UK Athletics is now trying to do this top down. Uh, there's various consultations on how to do it, and everyone's arguing about it again. But like within a couple of years, it could have just gone away. Whereas being injured is always going to be there because it happens to everyone. We're all fucking stupid. We never learn from our mistakes and you're always going to carry on being injured at some point. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, I understand. Don't worry. Don't worry. I won't cry too much about it. (laughs) <laughs> uh so yeah that was a lot of fun going through those there was a lot of a lot of tweets to like right i need to write out something funny about these set of things now right okay another one like set them all up in advance tweet them all out and remember to do it every lunchtime because you can't schedule a tweet with a poll on it and that pissed me off oh that's bullshit from twitter thank you very yeah. much <laughs> and actually the 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 news theme you used for the amy genders gender agenda means that we can use that in the podcast when we have the amy genders gender hey, agenda it is actually um like a free use thing i use so yeah i was thinking on with that it's uh i think my partner's like subscribed to this website I use all these free use sounds and stuff nice. so i did it properly it was like proper profesh i didn't want any copyright strikes you know that's very very handy so let's see if one of those stories probably will now never ever come up but you know what speaking of fun new sound effects uh, i've been fiddling as well i've bought some software as well i bought some like dirt cheap but quite good software to make some little bits of music so now as we go in and out of our guests and changing sections we'll be able to have some little bits of music which has only taken us 55 episodes it's one of those things i think i said within the first three or four yeah i want to try and arrange this over two years later finally got around to it it's an evolving process. <laughs> yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there. So now it's time for our interview music. So when we saw the badass mother runners won the Women's Running Magazine Club of the Year, we couldn't resist getting in touch with a name like that. And as an added bonus, their founder, Bev Logan, is based in Neath in South Wales. Uh, you don't have to be Welsh to be on this podcast, but it helps. Uh, welcome to Running is Bullshit, Bev. Um, to start us off, can you give us a little bit of a background uh, about you as a runner? Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, thank you for having me. I'm very no excited um, to be asked to be a guest. I feel very honoured. Um, yeah, I mean, me as a runner, I, um, to be honest, was always a bit of a fitness phobe. Um, proper PE dodger in school. Couldn't stand it. The thought of having to run 800 metres in front of my peers would be completely embarrassed. I think scarred me for life. Um, so I started running about four or five years ago. Um, it was that whole January, I think I've eaten too many pies. Uh, I think I should probably join a gym time of year. Um, and I phoned around a couple of gyms and I was like, hang on, you want how much? What? <laughs> hmm, not sure I want to pay that much for something I really hate. Um, one of my colleagues suggested Couch to 5K, which I'd never heard of at the time. And I was like, ah. Oh, half an hour three times a week 
that could fit into my life, you know, especially like I'm a mum of two at the time they were quite little and I was like, hmm, might might give that a go. You know, yeah, let's have a crack at running. How hard can <laughs> my it be? Family, yeah, my family were like, oh, okay then, here she goes. Um, and yeah, I, I started doing the Couch 5K and I don't think anybody was more amazed than I was when I actually finished it. And I was like, oh my God, I can actually run for 30 minutes. Considering I thought I was going to throw up on week one, I was quite amazed. Um, and yeah, I, I mean, they say you get bitten by the running bug, and it's completely true. But what I found, um, I don't think I realised at the time, was I was using running to cope with a really stressful job. Um, and what I found was a hobby that helped me with my mental health more than, well, probably as much as my physical health, really. Um, what are we now? Four or five years later, I've done 10 half marathons and built a business based on running, which if you'd said that to me, I'd have been like, oh, you're having a laugh. <laughs> That's not a bad so way to go. I'll, ne- <laughs> I'll never be the fastest. I've been dead oh. last, but I don't care. I love it. So tell us a bit about um, Badass Mother Runners then. Okay. Um, Badass Mother Runners started two years ago. Um, there's quite a long story behind it, so I don't know how long you want me to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll edit it out <laughs> if it's too long. <laughs> so just cut it out. Shut yeah. it um, Yeah, basically, I'd always worked in... Um, like marketing and brand management and social media management and that kind of thing and PR and I loved it um and sort of running like I say had been my sort of go-to stress reliever and I really enjoyed it um but then one day I lost my job and I was devastated um I was pretty much told it was rubbish and um it kind of put me in a bit of a bad place and I think maybe since having my kids I probably always walked a fine line with depression um and this happening kind of pushed me over the edge and I got to a place I was so down that I sort of you know you just can't get out for a run and you know running is going to help you you know it's going to make you feel better but I was just past that I was just miserable so we have to do what we have to do don't we I've got a mortgage to pay and kids to raise so pick yourself up and crack on and march myself off to the doctors and I was like um seem to be finding myself crying in the middle of Asda I think there's something wrong with that do we think I might need a bit of help um doctors were brilliant so um I ended up on sertraline for uh, low mood and anxiety um and that gave me the catalyst to get back to running um which we all know helps your mental health all good so I was in a bad place from losing my job. I did get myself a lovely new job, but it was doing something a little bit different. And um, I worked with lovely people. They were absolutely amazing. And they did help very much restore my faith in humanity after what had happened. Um, but I was still sort of like, I still miss doing the social media stuff. I still miss having that sort of online management type thing. Um, I ended up getting injured which, you know, you just get back to running and then I tore a hip muscle. I was like, well, this is just Ooh. rubbish. I, am I allowed to swear? I'm not, I'm not going to swear. Yeah, of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's literally in the title. Yeah. <laughs> I know, but I'm like, I'm always very mindful that I'm a bit sweary. And I'm like, oh, better not start saying anything bad. So that yeah, so shit. it was... <laughs> it yeah, does sound it fucking really awful. God. Yeah, I was like, well, blink an egg, I can't run now. That just tops off my year. And I needed something to put my energy into. So I was sat at my kitchen table crying um, to my hubby. And I was like, I'm going to start an online running community for women because <laughs> mums are so down on themselves. And like the year that I was going through all this, I'd pledged to run six half marathons for mind, which 
the irony of that is so completely ridiculous. My my mental health was rock bottom. I couldn't run because I was so miserable. But because I'd pledged to run these half marathons and raise this money and be in a stubborn bugger, I'd rock up on race day having barely trained, cry most of the way around. <laughs> and I ended up associating running with misery and pain. And I kept sort of like berating myself saying, oh, I should have trained harder, I should have done better, I shouldn't have been so rubbish. And someone said to me, like, Bev, you ran six half marathons this year. Like, that's really badass. And I'm like, you know, actually, it kind of is a bit. Why are mums in particular so down on themselves? Why do women, like, berate ourselves all the time and say that we're rubbish and we're terrible and we're awful? Like, you ask a woman to describe her best friend and she'll tell you about this incredible goddess who's amazing at everything and is beautiful and talented and funny and and amazing but you ask women to describe themselves and they they paint a very different picture and so I sat at my kitchen table crying I was like mums are always down on themselves I can't be the only person that feels this way it's awful um I was like I'm gonna set up this running page and I'm gonna call it badass mother runners because it sounds sweary I thought it was really funny yeah. <laughs> I know we do get a lot of people double take with our t-shirts they're like oh oh it says runners yes runners right yes it does say runners don't panic um, we've had to do a BAMR version um, because some people want to wear them on a school run and like yeah. to places like church. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so there's a non-badass version. So yeah, so I, I set up this, what originally started as an Instagram page and it sort of grew and grew. And then we added um, the Facebook page and the Facebook group and it grew and grew. And we started in the November and by January, people were asking for hoodies. Um, we went to the running show in Birmingham in the January and our first load of merch had just landed and this was like one box of hoodies in the corner of my kitchen and we turned up and there were people like wearing our stuff and I was just like oh my god and as it's grown and it's it's got more popular I mean we've got pretty good social following now it's sort of given me a bit my confidence back and considering I was told that I was rubbish at my job (laughs) and which was PR and branding and I was like actually maybe I'm not that bad yeah. maybe I do know what I'm doing but maybe now I'm doing it for me which is nicer than doing it for someone else <laughs> is it primarily online then like I'm thinking pre-covid days did you have meetups as well and um yeah we have everyone sort of meets up at races I think again for a lot of women um the good thing that I discovered when I started running was the running community is so incredibly supportive mm-hmm. and um you know there's there's it's not often about being the fastest or being the best. And it's just about, you know, finish lines, we say, rather than finish times. And you sort of sometimes go into an event can be quite daunting. So to see somebody like with the same kit as you want and having that kind of like, oh, yeah, I, I know you from the group and people keeping an eye out for each other or people will look for somebody in the local area to go running with. Um, I mean, down in Swans, we have a couple of really good Swans meetups um with the local lot free covid obviously because you know now we're not allowed to go anywhere um so yeah it's we've got members all over the world which is pretty weird but yeah so people sort of arrange it more themselves rather than anything sort of official we haven't got that far yet (laughs) okay so kind of a virtual club online community with kind of very active community that kind of take things on themselves which is great yeah we've we've got about four and a half thousand women in the facebook group and they are in all honesty, the most amazing people in the whole world. Like, considering there's four and a half thousand women, there's like no bitchiness, there's no nastiness, 
everybody's got that common ground of we're all here for the same thing and you know i think a lot of people when they're surrounded by non-runners or running muggles as i call i heard them called once which i thought was quite funny just normal um, so i don't understand that. yeah normal people not the mental runners they they don't get it so to have that that place to talk about you running so you don't drive your family mental um it's kind of nice <laughs> So it says in the description of the group, you don't have to be a mother to join the community, but what is it specifically about mums and running? What kind of specific challenges do mothers have as runners? Mum guilt is massive. Um, it comes up in the group a lot. Like people feel, feeling guilty for taking half an hour to go out for a run for themselves. Like, oh, I should have been doing this. I should have been doing the other. I should be, you know, especially at the minute with homeschooling the kids and all that kind of stuff. Um, it's, you you get like you get drenched in mum guilt literally from the moment you're pregnant you can do nothing right for doing wrong you know you you eat certain things when you're pregnant you judge don't eat certain things when you're pregnant you judge you breastfeed you bottle feed you get judged for everything and even if you're not being judged you think you're being judged and it's sort of I think as sort of mums get a bit further in their journey they kind of start to find their feet a bit more and again for a lot of us running is that sanity that mental health check that makes us all feel stronger like I was never on a sports team when I was at school I never had that feeling of what it felt like to score a goal but coming in after running a 5k and thinking oh my god I did that that's amazing I'd never had that feeling about four that euphoric oh my god I can do anything it was a really new experience I think there's very little that gives mums that and to have that sort of solidarity and that I think by taking that break to go for a run. I mean, I find it makes me a better mother. I come home a lot calmer and a lot less likely to kill my children. Mm. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, I think it's much needed. I think there's maternal mental health needs a bit of work sometimes. As the group said, it's not just for mothers. And I think there are barriers for women as well, getting into yeah. sport. Um, so I suppose, in what ways is it an important space for women in general? Yeah. Yeah, we had a lot of women message like, um, oh, I haven't got kids. Is that okay? I'm like, yeah, come on, come on in. You know, it's not just because it's called Badass Mother Runners. That's how it started. But yeah, I mean, all, all women are welcome. That's fine. You know, no boys, I'm afraid. <laughs> Don't let boys in because we want it to be a very smell. safe space. Boys smell. Yeah. yeah but we want it to be a space where women can feel confident enough to, to talk about anything and, you know, there's things where we've had members who've spoken about being attacked when they've been running and you know all sorts of things I mean when, when women say that the group has helped them through grief and breakups and mental breakdowns I'm just like my goodness me I'm I'm just doing this little Facebook group and it's helping people in such an incredible way that it's just mind-blowing and we'll be back with Bev a bit later on. Now, on to Patreon. You can support this bullshit podcast by visiting our website and clicking through to the Patreon page and lobbing us £2 a month. And hopefully, once the world opens up a little, we can start using that money to do some exciting things that we can come back to the podcast and complain about. In fact, when we asked for new interesting races last year, we got a recommendation from the hanky queen, Lisa Gibbon, and Amy signed up that evening. That's how keen we are to do shit. I did. I Well... I say that like part of the <laughs> part of the um, appeal was that this race takes place in uh, somewhere that, that I went to school with, so I know the area quite well. I know the route quite well. Um, but yeah, Lisa uh, messaged us, emailed us, 
uh, asking us to enter the Battle of Brampton Valley Way, which is a uh, ultra, a 28 mile race, which is unsurprisingly along the Brampton Valley Way. Is that in Brampton Valley? It's in the Brampton Valley, apparently, which actually is in between Market Harbour and Northampton. Um, so I used to go to school in Market Harbour, which is in South Leicestershire. Uh, so I know the area quite well. And I've run along the Brampton Valley Way quite a few times when I've visited there before um, to visit friends and, and family and so on. And it's a really cool run because there's this, there's a couple of uh, old disused tunnels that the trains mm. used to go through, train tunnels, and they are pitch black and terrifying. Nice. And even with like a really strong torch. I remember as kids, we used to go down there and there's like these little, um, like almost uh, like areas that you can stand to the one side in and be hidden. I can't, I can't think. A siding? They're like a siding, yeah, but they're very tiny. And um, as kids, we used to wait for cyclists to cycle through and then jump out and scare them. So, <laughs> <laughs> which is which is an awful and dangerous thing to do, and I wouldn't recommend anyone doing that. But um, but yeah, the tunnel was there like, like a spate of uh, bike crashes and broken yeah. wrists thanks to you no, and your friends. No one fell off. No one fell off, thankfully. Um, but yeah, I, I I should get some pictures up from my Instagram or something and show people because it's a terrifying. There's some terrifying tunnels down there, but it's a really cool. Um, Route. So the race is interesting because you can choose to start from either Market Harbour or Northampton. Um, and the website says, using a carefully constructed mathematical model, we will compare times of runners throughout the fields of both sides to find out who performed the best. Very ominous. More mm. details about the scoring system will be released nearer the time. So it's very top secret, I think. They don't want their competitors finding out about this uh, mathematical scoring or system. They've, or they've just said, oh shit, what should we, I'll just say we'll yeah. work it out later. We, I don't know, I don't know. And it's quite cool because your finishers, they say your finishers medal has been designed so that it can be changed to reflect whether your ch- chosen side was successful in the overall challenge. Mm-hmm. So I think that's going to, I think that's a pretty cool idea for, for a race. So um, like I said, the, Bra- the Brampton Valley Way goes between Market Harbour and Northampton. It's about um, 14 miles. So it's there mm-hmm. and back. Um, so I think it should be quite cool. And the event so you run only... past the other people twice as well. I'm, ass- I'm assuming so. Yeah. Oh, you must so have, I'm yeah. hoping the event's in April. It's on the 18th of April. I'm hoping it still goes ahead. I mean, we are entering sort of the warmer weather then. So I'm hoping mm-hmm. rates of COVID will go down. And there are some quite narrow parts on that trail. So if we are running past each other, they, you know, that could factor into whether or not it goes ahead mm. um, or not. But I'm, I, if it doesn't, I might not. Obviously, not on the day of the race, but I might go and do a solo run of it anyway because if if I put the training in, um, I might just, I'm, I'm saying it here on the podcast now, I might just go and solo it anyway. <laughs> You're saying now you might. Wow, thanks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, which team are you declaring for? Market Harbour, of course. Hashtag Team Market Harbour. Hashtag Team Market Harbour. Lisa Gibbon, get in touch and say what team you're going to. I can't remember, she didn't say in her original email, did she? I'm not sure, no. Whether she was Northampton or Market Harbour. Don't want you to be that scum from Northampton with their hankies. Northampton scum. Northampton scum. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so keep those recommendations coming. Hopefully we'll try and find some that we can get to. Uh, back to the Patreon. Inspired by Rocky. Here's our thank you to our donors. Uh, incidentally, I love the Rocky films. Like, a couple of occasions I've sat with my friends and watched all five of the original ones in a day. That's a good way to spend a day. However, I did watch the first one again recently. Oh, you know what? It's actually a really bad film. I was sitting there, I was watching it, I was like, fucking hell, nothing is happening. It's an hour and 20 minutes in and nothing has happened in this film. Haven't you run up the steps as well before? I have done that, yeah. yeah. I've made my own montage video. But really, uh, that happens more in Rocky 2. Uh, and now there's no way I can convince Holly to watch Rocky 2 because she was so, so bored. 
So this is really shaking my world. But anyway, so I've done it as it well. Actually, as a tribute to Rocky II, I've sung this to Eye of the Tiger. Matt Lease, Matt Jones, Rob Smith, Lisa Gibbon, Hugh Phillips, Simon Ross, Kirk Shepard, Len Martin, Elliot Line, Jay, Jonathan Carter, Angela Foster Swales, Ian Hales, Sam Wally McGarner, Carl Fleming, Richard Skirm, Clark Gilmore, Brian Simpson, Julia Page, Victoria Dick, Charlie Neverson, Chris Whitmore, Matthews, Matt Newbury, Amanda Murray Hyde, Steph Hall, Gordy Thelwell, Maria Wiggs, Tim Hughes, Anthony Howlis, Reese Ivor Hewitt, Nicky Genders. On to Twitter now, and on the Christmas shit list last year were Women's Fitness Magazine, the London Landmarks Half, and the London Marathon, all for sending tweets along the lines of burning off those Christmas calories. Oh, love those tweets, love them. Really, really uh, productive. Uh, Fair play to London Marathon, who apologised very quickly and promised to improve, but the others just dug in and said they were trying to encourage people to be active. Oh, I, I'm glad people are calling them out, though. I'm really glad people are calling these yeah. um, these people out for this. Yeah, yeah. Women's Fitness Magazine in particular got a lot of shit because it's called Women's Fitness Magazine, and you know a lot of people were going back at them and they were just saying, "Oh no, no, we were just trying to encourage people to be active. However, you do it is up to you." Blah blah. blah. It's like, yeah, but you have to see how damaging that language is. I know it's, and then obviously a lot of people saying, "Oh, it doesn't mean anything. It's fine," and it can be quite innocent, but it's. Mm. As a fitness magazine, as a women's fitness magazine, they must know about these kind of messages and how damaging they can be. Exactly. I I think when relating food to running, I always think of it like the more you run, the hungrier you are. So the more food you can eat, that's all I think. It's not about burning calories. It's like, yeah, I'm going to be really hungry and smash all this food down. That's it. (laughs) But yeah, but that's on top of your normal amount of food. If you because if you don't run, because that can quite easily be. Well, I haven't run today, so I can't eat as much today yeah yeah, i need to drop my food and that's how easy it can be i think to get into people's heads so as a women's fitness magazine who surely must write about eating disorders a lot you would think they Mm. should know better Uh, london landmarks half as well didn't do great on this london marathon as i said um they did delete the tweet and they apologized to everyone Uh, i think they they definitely apologized to us on twitter and quite a few other people uh, who made that complaint as well so they're actually they are to be london marathon are pretty good at reacting to these things quite well mm-hmm. i'm not sure i haven't really been keeping up to date with this sort of stuff but i'm not sure how how many articles and stuff they've been in the new year about losing weight and losing the christmas pounds and all this i expect there'd be fewer this year just because of lockdown and people have been sort of people have got enough shit to deal with people have got enough shit to deal with but also people have been pretty inactive during lockdown anyway so there's nothing special about christmas and being inactive. people were massively active in like april and then just like it just went downhill from there yeah exactly so i'm hoping that means that they'd stop hounding people in january to go out and exercise and get fit and all this and just let leave people be leave people to do it in their own time you know (laughs) yeah Uh, we also asked on twitter if anyone was planning a december 31st run 
run to get to some arbitrary total for the year. I love how people do this. My favourite was Michelle Flower, who said she was on 1,329.98 miles and might go and do the few yards needed to get up to that all-important figure of 1,330. I'm like, it doesn't matter. It's like no. just to reach that. It's not a milestone. It's not like, oh, the 1330 mile figure. No, you should be aiming for 1,500. Go out and exactly. the miles. <laughs> uh, Mark Brocklehurst also said if he wasn't injured, he'd do the last 3.5 to hit 1,400. I'm like, that doesn't... 1,400 doesn't mean anything. <laughs> it does. It's, it's, a whole it's slightly further than 1,397, but 1,400, so what? I it's not like... It. Getting to a 1,500 or 2,000 has got a bit more because it's a nice round number. But to get to these other numbers, it, oh, it just doesn't matter. I, I find myself doing that now. I finish a run and it says 9.8 and I go, oh, I get to 10. I'm like, well, I'm at my door. What the fuck? I don't care. It doesn't matter because it's only going to give me a weekly total of like 37.6. And it, it just, I don't care. It doesn't, you don't need to round things up like that. It just doesn't make any difference. I do. It's quite funny when I'm running with Pippin because a lot of our runs, since... Since I moved, I, when I moved house last year, I, I didn't move that far away from where I originally lived without revealing too much about where I live. Um, I didn't move that far away from where I originally lived. So I do a lot of my runs are a similar route. But because of where I've moved to, all the runs are slightly shorter. Um, yeah. So whenever I go out with Pip, we'll, we'll get to like back home or where, where the apartment complex is. And it'll be like, you know, I would have done something 0.75. And I always try and make her run past the apartment complex, do this little loop, this little like yeah. boardwalk loop. And she will not do it. She will, <laughs> she's like, no, I'm going home now. So we have to go back into the apartment complex and run like loops around the car park. She will <laughs> not go past the gates. She's like, no, I'm done. This is it. This is home now. I'm like, no, Pippin, we need to get to a whole number. Do you not understand this? No, I'm a Pippin. You don't need to. Just leave it. It's fine. <laughs> Speaking of which, you've got another Instagram account for Pippin. Yeah, I do. Yeah, running with Pip. So I'm one of, of those people now. I've got so to be to be fair, my partner runs the uh, the Finley and the the dogs and the cat one. So I don't really I don't Wait, really is, do much. Has Ralph with that. got one as well? Technically, Finley is like for all the pets. It's like Finley mm. and friends, but he's like the the poster boy for it. So yeah, that's a little unfair. C- come for Finley, stay for you know a ginger cat. No one cares about. <laughs> that's, that's all. Poor Ralphie's <laughs> for a cat. He's lovely. He is, he is. I'm, I'm only joking. But yeah, I thought I'd do one for Pippin. I see all these Instagram posts about, uh, or Instagram accounts about people running with their dogs and stuff. I thought, no, Pippin, me and Pippin need one as well. It motivates her, you know? She wants to get oh, the, yeah. t- that 1,000 milestone of followers, then 2,000, you know, eventually a million. So, yeah, she doesn't uh, want to get 998. No, 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 no. Well, she'd be bloody happy with that, but I wouldn't. <laughs> she wouldn't care. <laughs> um, also now a shout out to obligatory mention Liz who we have to get a mention anyway, uh, sold me her Aftershocks headphones after I broke my fifth pair of USB earbuds. I think it's time to admit, USB-C connection for earbuds are shit mm. because they're too long. They stick out of the phone too far. And every time I bend over, it breaks the wire. I've mm. got through five in like last 18 months. So I just put on Twitter, right, what are the good Bluetooth headphones? Because I can't be bothered to do research. And then she gave me hers and I gave her money wow. just to save me the hassle. Aftershocks are brilliant. I used to have a pair and I lost them and they've just completely disappeared. Uh, and I've been, I keep meaning to buy another pair because they are really, really good, especially because they're often on offer as well. So you can usually pick a pair up quite cheap. So. Yeah, I found them really good so far and I've 
made a real effort to every time I come back, put them in the little zippy pouch and yeah. put them in the drawer so I know where they are. Because I didn't want to get just like single earbud things because there's no chance I would hang on to those. Do you get the bone conducting yeah. ones? Yeah, they are. And they work really well. You can actually hear quite well around you. I mean, I wouldn't wear them on a busy road and, and have music on because it's distracting. But... That compared to normal earphones that you put in your ears, they do work really well, actually. So, yeah, yeah, they're pretty good. I find them. I listen to podcasts generally, so I find them a little quiet sometimes if it's somewhere mm. really busy. But it's not been too bad. But yeah, mm. they was very useful. And I just want to thank Liz for saving me doing research and shopping. I wouldn't be a podcast without the obligatory Liz mention. Start Absolutely. the new year as we need to go on. <laughs> okay, let's go back to Bev and those badass mother runners. Are you doing it all from home? I think I can see all the merchandise in the background. <laughs> in the office. Yeah. We started, we started off in the kitchen, um, which was like one box of hoodies in the corner. And I got put on furlough for my regular job last March. Um, and it had grown and grown and grown to that point. But because I was on furlough and I was like, oh, just crack on doing badass stuff then. Um, it kind of grew a lot faster than we thought it was going to because we switched to doing virtual medals and it went a bit mad. And a few months later, we were like, oh, this thing going to fit in the kitchen anymore. So we had, we got a little like porter cabin at the end of the garden. So this oh, is wow. my little, <laughs> my little porter cabin full of stuff that's like constantly messed. And uh, because yeah, it wouldn't fit in my kitchen anymore. So, so I'm very lucky because I got made redundant, but this is like my full-time gig now. So I'm very fortunate yeah, yeah. that everything happens for a reason. Eh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like my little happy place. So. Yeah, it turns out, yeah, it's worked out quite well for you then. Um, I was just imagining then, as we were saying before, about when people are sharing their experiences in the group, I can only imagine with 5,000 people or so in that group, when someone says, does anyone have experience of this? There just must be an absolute deluge of comments on that. Um, yeah, it's, I mean, the conversations are, are going on all day. It's everything from like, oh, can anyone recommend a certain pair of trainers or a watch or, you know, but then there's there's other things that, you know, people do talk about their mental health and they do talk about um, obstacles and confidence and all those kind of things. And it is nice, I think, to have that, that environment where you can ask those questions and not feel silly or feel intimidated or um, I don't know. I think, I think, I think there's a lot of different running groups out there. And there's some brilliant online running communities. And I think it's just kind of like you find your tribe and you sort of, you find, the ones that you identify with. And I don't think I had that, which is why I had to start my own. <laughs> I was like, oh, I need somewhere I can fit in. It's a bit sweary and a bit, you know, all about hating running and why do we bother? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, it's something that me and Amy are finding a lot actually about virtual clubs and vir- these kind of yeah. online communities. It's not something that we've kind of been part of. And we kind of, you know, before we were like, well, virtual clubs, are they a real thing? But actually we are learning more and more that there is one for everyone or you know for the people yeah. that want them they are generally there and you know as you've yeah. shown here if there isn't you can make your own mm. i think it's about the community isn't it it's about it's always having is, yeah. that, always that brand as a yeah. community and who you attract and, and they are the the women are very passionate i mean we have you know if, if, if one if somebody spots another badass in a hoodie in the middle of tesco's you will hear about it they will be <laughs> shouting across tesco's or across pizza hut or wherever people are like ah beeping down the road it's, it's i think because we are small as well still it's it's having that oh my god somebody i know or people looking for each other on race days and it's, it's lovely i just wish races would come back so we can actually meet people face to face again um on a slightly different note on a kind of bit more of a other campaigny um aspect that you've done here you ran the vitality 10k in your underwear <laughs> 
did, yeah. Now, was this I kind of a, I, written on my bum. <laughs> I assume this was kind of a, a body positivity thing rather than just voyeurism. Uh, yes, it was organised okay. by um, Bryony Gordon and um, a couple of other people and they they had this big campaign. It was all to do with, again, women having the confidence that you can run. There is no ideal runner's body. You can have any body to run. Um, so they did this campaign with London where I think there was a thousand women running the Vitality 10K in their pants. And I was like, yeah, sign up for that. So I was going by myself at four o'clock in the morning train from Nice. Um, met a girl from Cardiff on the way we've never met before. It's like, all right, come on, yeah. Um, as you do when you're Welsh, talk to anyone, doesn't you? It's like, yeah, let's go to London together. Best friends by the time you got into the seven, yeah. I know. It's like Welsh people, we'll talk to anybody. Um, so yeah, so we sort of we went to London together, had an absolutely brilliant day. There, there was thousands of women running around in their pants. Gutted it didn't happen this year because obviously, you know, COVID. Um, but yeah, we had the, we had the best day. It was really surprisingly empowering. It was just it's trying to spread that message that women can do anything and you don't have to have you know what would be traditionally thought of as an athletic physique to run it doesn't matter it's just about putting one foot in front of the other and getting out there and doing it i suppose it counters a lot of those messages that you get in in running especially aimed towards women about the weight loss it's like yep. constantly about weight loss and think, especially this time yeah. of year yeah yeah january oh lose the winter pounds yeah. and all that and it's it being off your bullshit. christmas pudding yeah, it, it is it's awful <laughs> I mean, saying that I run for food because I just love eating, you know, yeah. anything. I just stuff my face all day. <laughs> but it's it's very unfortunate that, again, it's another message that's that's put on women that you need to earn that piece of cake or mm. that what glass of wine equates to how many miles. It's like nobody cares. No. Go for a run. Enjoy your run. Enjoy your cake. And then you can eat more cake because you're hungry. Yeah. Because you're more hungry, not because like you've burned loads of calories. <laughs> life's too short. I'm very yeah. much say yes to cake. Say yes mm. to cake. And there's also kind of on the flip side of that, we see stories every kind of spring, summer of even women that are slim and athletic and kind of what you would expect to see in a magazine. If they run in their sports bra, they get shit for it. And it's, it's just still the Again, opposite. It's like, women. You, you can't, you, you can't, can't do win. what you're doing wrong. Yeah. Yeah. You, you can't win. It's like, whatever you do, you're being judged for. So the fact that women, I think now there is a, a much more of a body positivity movement and women are getting that bit more confident you know but we've got women who are like oh my god i ran in shorts for the first time it's like oh my god put your shorts on get out there you know yeah. don't worry about it nobody cares the only person yeah. that cares is you and that you've been taught to think that way yeah there are um, so many january runners in tracky bottoms and hoodies at the moment <laughs> it is cold out there though mind yes. <laughs> you know Welsh weather is not very forgiving sometimes. <laughs> um, so as we get towards the uh, end of the interview here, we have to ask, what is the most bullshit thing about running? <laughs> Can I just say running in general? I think running is <laughs> Well, I don't think anyone's ever said that before. I yeah, <laughs> Just running. Like, yeah, you run and you're like, you, you literally go, why am I doing this? Oh my God. I literally have that teenager in my head like, what are you doing? You are not designed for this. Please stop. Please stop. And you do, you, you go out and you hate every single second of it. It's, it is complete bullshit. But then you finish, you're like, oh my God, I'm amazing. I'm, I'm going to sign up for a marathon. I signed up for a marathon while I was eating chips in McDonald's car park before. I was like, yeah, <laughs> I'm invincible. It's mental. Yeah, running. Running is just bullshit generally. Runners are all mad. <laughs> okay, there we go. That, that was easy enough. <laughs> uh, if someone wants to join your online community and find out more about Badass Mother Runners, how do they do that? 
Oh, please do. Yeah, we are very welcoming. We are a bit of a mad bunch. It is a bit sweary. I will, you know, put that out there. But then again, that suits a lot of people. So you're in the right place if that's what you're looking for. We've got um, a Facebook group. We've got a Facebook page. We're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. We're on YouTube. We're on Strava. We're on Garmin. I'm a complete social media nerd. We're on everywhere. <laughs> so come along. You're very welcome. But thank you very much for joining us. Yeah, thank you. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I, I, I very much enjoyed it. Sorry thank if I've talked too much. Not at all. Not at all. <laughs> Thank you very much, Dubev. Make sure you check out that badass gear. Uh, moving on to some of our messages. We asked on Facebook, what running bullshit are you expecting or even looking forward to in 2021? What's look forward to? <laughs> well, it's that's why we do it. Uh, Nicola Forward said, training for races that then get cancelled, then getting complacent and not training at all, and then races being on and not being ready. Ah! Yep, just put your left leg in, your left leg out. Like we're all, we're going to be all over the place this year because we are getting closer to this all being over in some sort of way because, you know, the vaccines are getting rolled out. When the summer months come, things will start to get a bit better. There'll be less strain on the NHS. But I think there will be that period where it's like, okay, yeah, we're going to do this race. No, we're not. Okay, yeah, now we are going to do it. No, we're not. No, we're not. You know, it's going to be a bit more all over the place this year. More so than last year, I think. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of people like, nah, the race is going to get cancelled. It's going to get cancelled. It's going to get cancelled. Shit, I've got a marathon in two weeks. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Lisa Gibbon, the famous Lisa Gibbon, says, I'm not looking forward to training for a 28 miler. Oh, Lisa, is that the one? Are you Mark Harbour in Northampton? That's the one. Should have spent my entry fee on gin instead. Oh, well, it's too late now. You know, Lisa, if you're starting from the same place as me, or actually the opposite place, you're going to have to give me some hankies because you know I don't carry them. <laughs> I know I know you only carry one hanky normally, but if you could, like, carry one for me, and it's probably not good with COVID, is it, to, to be swapping it's hankies and not stuff? Not ideal of all, of all no. objects to swap. Yeah. <laughs> and also, if she's Northampton scum, yeah, buy your gin. You yeah, crack on. Yeah. Don't worry yeah. about training. <laughs> Steph Hall says race to the stones in summer going for the classic genders approach of not training at all and then falling over three times during the event I'll have you know Steph that I only fall over in training <laughs> I've never fallen in a race yet not yet <laughs> not yet but isn't it's usually the training that I fall over in which is why I don't do it isn't race to the stones quite a tricky one as well yeah, I would be falling over if uh, if I was doing that probably. That's all those stones, yeah. Was that was Race to the Stones with the infamous Pin Skin Man? Was that the one he did? It was, yeah. I, I have recommended anyone that does that race, please wear a t-shirt. Please. Yeah. <laughs> Tanya Papworth Morgan says, I'm expecting all of my rescheduled races to be rescheduled for 2022. At that point, it will be an utter surprise what I'm running. Looking forward to not having to train for the Gatwick half as that one has already been rescheduled for 2022. Gosh, I didn't know that races were being rescheduled that far, you know? Yeah, well, I London Marathon's all... been part of a couple of years, hasn't it? Oh, has it? That's, yeah, I that's all kinds of things that, yeah. going on there. Oh, goodness. Yeah, so... Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think it's going to be a surprise what I'm going to be running as well because I, I know for a fact that I entered some stuff that was supposed to be going ahead last year and then it's been rescheduled, but I don't think I've seen the emails because I think they've been going to my junk box. So I have no idea what I'm doing. No. Well, that's just in general, not not just races, but yeah. Yeah, I think all those traditional February, March, April races, they're all going to go as well. So yeah. yeah. Responding to the Lisa Gibbon snot story video that we put on social media, Tessa Catherine said, I ran a virtual marathon last weekend, wiped my nose on my top, thinking of Amy every time. <laughs> I didn't take enough fluids. I had to stop at a quaint tea shop at 16 miles. Nice. Covered in snot. <laughs> there are people wiping snot on themselves, Amy, thinking of you. I think it's normal, though. That's a normal 
thing to do. And then, yeah, stop at a nice little tea shop. You know what? I, I went for a long run last Sunday and my nose was once again running faster than I was. And I just wiped on my gloves and didn't think anything of it. If that was Lisa, that would have been a full on story. That would have been. It's normal, Lisa. Don't worry about it. <laughs> wiped on my top, wiped on my gloves, you know. It's fine. We're all friends here. Stopping at tea shops and runs, though. That's something I miss about ultra training. Mm, yeah. That's very nice. On Twitter, Emma underscore C underscore 38 said, after numerous injuries and an extended bout of excruciating plantar fasciitis, I have admitted defeat and I've bought a bike and I'm moving to the dark side. Wish me luck. Emma, don't be emailing us, messaging us on Twitter, crap like that. We don't want to hear it. (laughs) Pour a little out for our fallen comrade, Emma underscore C underscore 38. Bike. Why? That's sad. That's so sad. Well, Please we never listen to us again. No. And a thank you to Nikki Genders, who recommended us to a friend who tweeted about us to our 23,000 Twitter followers. I was like, yes, here we go. Um, that tweet got three likes. One from Nikki, one from Amy, and one from the podcast account. So safe <laughs> to say, we didn't pick up any followers from that. Oh, that's bad, isn't it? <laughs> I think it's one of those things where someone, it, I think it was like a nursing account. I think she mainly tweets about nursing and NHS yeah, stuff. And when, uh, when yeah. if you tweet about something different, people do not give a shit. Yeah, it's to do with, um, oh, I can't remember the campaign now. That's really awful. It, it's a running sort of steps, something miles campaign for the NHS. I can't remember yeah. what it's about or what it's called now. Uh, so, yeah, we probably don't, don't deserve the follows. Uh, I just love it. It just got nothing at all. <laughs> I thought, oh, three likes. I clicked on it. Oh, that's just all us. <laughs> oh, oh, well. Thank you anyway, though, Mum. <laughs> She's proud of us. Yeah, that's all that matters to us. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's that time again. Hold on. Hold on. That was a false start, then. False start, okay. Bullshit running news. Bullshit running. Bullshit running news. Bullshit running. Bullshit running. Bullshit running news. That was really hard. That was more difficult than you think. I like how you remembered the tune halfway through. No, I I knew the tune. I don't know what it is. I'll just start and it'll come to me. I knew the tune in my head, but trying to get the words to fit that tune was so difficult. I don't know why. Anyway, that's it. Yeah. So just before Christmas, the Indian Queen's Half Marathon went ahead with a mass start of 250 people in Truro, Cornwall. The Indian Queen's Half Marathon, that sounds like a questionable name. It's either named yeah. after like an Indian curry house or it just sounds, I don't know why, it just sounds bad, doesn't it? It doesn't sound right, does it? sounds it, a little yeah. colonial. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking. It's got Indian and Queen in there, doesn't it? So yeah. it's anyway. <laughs> So yeah, they went for a mass start of uh, people in Cornwall, which is just amazing. The race organiser claimed the guidelines were confusing and <laughs> believed she was acting within them, despite telling the council it would be a staggered start and the UK Athletics very clearly state mass starts are not allowed. She then doubled down by responding to complaints about a video of the start by saying she operated within the guidelines and there is nothing more I can say about it. That was an email back to what someone that complained. They're like, nope, it's fine. I did it fine. I did it right. They live by their own rules in Cornwall, though, don't they? Who they're knows what get, they're doing? Trying to get independence, aren't they, and stuff. Uh, I I watched the video of the mass start, and anyone who watches the video of the mass start will see it was hugely inappropriate during a global mm-hmm. pandemic. Even if it had been half the amount of people or a quarter of the amount of people running, it wasn't like it wasn't appropriate. Uh, but the amount of people that were running in face masks, and I thought, not only is it inappropriate and silly, 
But who wants to run in a face mask? <laughs> I think apparently they were told like to. It was a good idea to wear a face mask yeah. for the start. I, oh, if if I was gonna run and I had to wear a face mask, I wouldn't bother because I don't want to be running well, just... in something that you know hinders not hinders my breathing because i sound like one of those anti-maskers but you know it's quite uncomfortable to run in (laughs) you don't need to be running races in december when this is happening no no (laughs) and 200 and you know what it was chip timed so they didn't even need to be a mass start no you could just let people go when the fuck they want yeah well that's cornwall for you i think they're they're above the law they make their own rules (laughs) it's a weird place Uh, sports shoes have done the research we've all been waiting for and that is which sport gets you the most swipes on tinder very important (laughs) they tested running cycling yoga weightlifting climbing and hiking and created some fake profiles to see which got the most matches per swipe they based this on the number of matches per 200 swipes so presumably they swiped whichever way is yes on 200 random accounts and see what matches they get which is a bit shitty Yeah. You might have thought you met your soulmate, your running soulmate, or your yoga yeah. soulmate. It's just, I, I thought this, like, just for a start, you've created a fake account on Tinder just to fuck with people. As if people on Tinder haven't got enough shit trying to find someone that isn't fucking mental or isn't going to murder them. <laughs> anyway, for men, yoga got 25 matches, weightlifting 21, and cycling 14. Men are famously a lot less fussy on dating apps. And matched 116 times for cycling, running 114, and climbing 68. That's a massive difference. I think that's more interesting than the the uh, the sports aspect of it. Like that's massive difference. Yeah. In so terms like of matches. <laughs> the male accounts got like 20 down to like 10 matches. Mm. The female accounts got over 100. Which is for above cycling half. and running. Yeah, that's yeah. above half of the swipes. So that's that's crazy. So uh, it's going to skew with your data though because. There's those sort of aspects to consider as well, that some men are just saying yes, 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 yes to all of them. It's kind of the same as what they did. (laughs) Yeah, there's a massive difference in how men and women use uh, dating apps. Uh, As far as I'm aware, I've never been... uh, Luckily, I've never had to use them yet. (laughs) Have you Uh, ever had to? Have you had to resort to that? Yeah, I've used dating apps. I met my current partner through a dating app, but... But we lived okay. at the time, we lived in the same apartment complex, not the that one we handy. live in now. Um, so I messaged her and said, I recognise that lift <laughs> that you've taken a <laughs> selfie in. And that's how well, it all started. It's very convenient. <laughs> was that mostly that what lift. it was? Yeah, no, seriously, my first message was, I recognise that lift. Do you live in, and then the name of our apartment complex. And you're like, well, this is really handy because I've got not yeah. got that much stuff and I can just bring it downstairs. Yeah, <laughs> Basically, we were, we were on the same floor. We were on the same floor of the apartment <laughs> complex. And the funny thing is, I must have sounded crazy when I messaged her because at the time I was in um, Switzerland for work. So it showed up that I was hundreds of miles away. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, I recognise that lift. Like, okay. Not creepy. <laughs> uh, anyway, the uh, shitty research. Yeah, so there's apparently there's just loads of men on uh, dating apps that just accept yes on every single one just mm. to play the numbers. It seems the women are a lot more picky. But just... What a shitty, cynical way. Because if you... I looked at Runner's World and that links through to Sports Shoes, which is a useful site for buying cheap shoes. But all it is is showing this and then like, oh, we think uh, people didn't like some of the hiking gear, but here are some great hiking boots you can buy. To be honest, I'm always cynical of research that comes out of from businesses like this like if you want proper research don't have it done by a proper research institution and there's just so much for somebody who like works in this field not in sports but in like a in the research field 
there's so many different things I want to pick about this. Like, in order to get a representative sample, you need way more than 200, like 200 swipes. And what what did the profiles look like? What did the models look like? Were they using the same models just for different sports? And all these different things. There's so much yeah. to unpack, but it's just for quick headlines. It's and they, just they, quick yeah, they just swiped on the first 200 they saw. Yeah. And just like, oh, see how many matches we get. There we go. Put some yeah. links. Oh, Put some links on the blog. There we go. Fine. Yeah. In order to get an actually like representative sample, you'd have to you'd have to really think about how you were doing the profiles and the people that were pictured in them and how those sports were represented. And then you'd have to literally do thousands of profiles. Yeah. And then use the behavior as well. Like you said, yeah. it's so different. Yeah, exactly. It's just, I hate research like this. It's like all that bullshit research you hear about bras. And that's what pisses me off the most. Okay, let me just sidetrack a minute that's what pisses me off the most about these this sort of research when we see it about like women's gear like bras and stuff like that it's like oh your boobs travel this far blah 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 blah. it's like actually we need proper research about this because women's bras are yeah. shit so can we stop having these shitty companies doing it and actual like research institutions doing it properly Run over yeah. okay <laughs> but and also the problem with this research is the research is one thing but the way that it's reported is very very different because they'll just take the top stupid headline or whatever the funny result is and not give any of the actual information and data yeah yeah exactly that's what i mean like how are you supposed to i'm a nightmare to watch pointless with because i'm like well who is this sample who are these hundred people what are their backgrounds because that's going to influence the answers they give so (laughs) (laughs) and so there we go it's and we've talked all about sports shoes now and said they're actually quite a good company i do like sports shoes can i just say sports shoes are amazing Mm. i buy all my shoes from there so it's worked doesn't it yeah, it does, it does work, but not because they do the shitty research, but because they're incredibly cheap. <laughs> um, speaking of which, actually, uh, someone flagged this the other day on our club uh, Facebook page. Uh, it's runningshoes.co.uk because mm-hmm. they flagged it up and said they have, they've got some really good deals, but they couldn't really find any reviews on the website. Mm-hmm. And we had a look and a few people had a look around there. They've got no social media presence. Someone checked them out in company's house and they were, seemed to be a dormant company with one director and no filing history for eight years. So that just something to potentially flag could be dodgy as fuck. I don't think I've ever been on running shoes. Is that It, it seems to be fairly new. Shoes? Yeah, oh, they, okay. they, their Facebook page was created two months ago. They've got oh. one post on Instagram. And they've just got re- suspiciously cheap gear. And they, they've, they've, they've seemed to, you know, a good URL, runningshoes.co.uk, but could be dodgy as fuck. So just something to be careful yeah. of there. I'd say, like, stick to the usual sports shoes, wiggle, places like that. You know, better safe mm. than sorry. <laughs> and your local uh, sports shops Oh, as sorry. Well. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, Please go to your local sports shoe distributor. <laughs> Support local. <laughs> Don't go to sports shoes. Don't go for cheap shoes. Don't go and have a gate analysis with your local shop and then buy the same shoes off sports shoes because <laughs> they're half the price. Or just do what Amy does. Just buy any pair of shoes and just oh, see yeah. if they fit. Yeah. <laughs> it's worked so wow. far. <laughs> so, Stuart, what's coming up next? Well, I was going to be doing my FKT attempt in a couple of weeks, um, but that's not going to happen now because I'd need to be dropped off and I'm not allowed to have that. Um, my birthday ultra is probably not going to happen either because that's a couple of weeks and I haven't really done enough long runs and I have to run around Cardiff and that would be a little bit boring. But I am building up longer runs. I will be doing some long stupid runs. I've been looking at the FKT website and there are FKTs with no records on that I want to go in and steal. I've actually good. been listening to the fastest known podcast as well, and that's actually really good as well. Because oh, that's heard all about, that yeah, it's all about kind of these ultra runners that go out and do FKTs. And because they're those type of runners, they're just really nice. Mm-hmm. They're just kind of nice, normal people because they haven't got that elite 
edge, you know, even though they are incredible athletes, they're just really nice and normal. And lots of ultra runners, they go and help out other people and they give each other and share routes and support each other on the routes as well. And it's just kind of nice to listen to. Mm, so that's, that that's a little good. recommendation there. Yeah, I want to check that out. There's, I, you know, I've stopped listening to podcasts as much when I've run it. I've been listening to a lot of music, so I need to get back onto my podcast. You know, the podcast I really miss is um, that Marathon Investigates guy, you know, who has yeah. the blog. He, he started a podcast for a little while and it was fantastic because yeah. I, I love the blog. I love, I love drama, you know, I like being involved yeah. in drama, but I love drama like that. And he had a podcast for a little while. It was fantastic. So, so yeah. I, yeah, I think he ran podcasts. into a little bit too much drama with uh, one of the cases. And oh, really? I think since is, then is things have dropped back a little bit. Oh, yeah, there was yeah, there's a whole load of stuff on there. It's oh. like someone did lots of cheating. They got called out for it, got loads of online abuse, and I think they took their own life. And so really? then people were then blaming the investigation and the abuse online and part of that. So yeah, yeah it got it got messy. Oh, I, I get that though, because I think that's <laughs> sorry for me. Uh, yeah. I get that though. I think that's the fine line these sort of blogs do cross because of course it was interesting the drama especially people who had a lot of gall with it and were refusing to sort of say you know mm. i'm cheating or i'm doing this but i think that is the line that can be crossover like that when it resorts like online bullying and stuff like that yeah. so because i know he was he was super super careful he says it in the mm. podcast you know the way he goes up he sometimes he doesn't name people yes he just investigates it and talks about it and other people will look it up and say oh it was this person that's and the, the thing. other people will call them out which he yeah. didn't want to. So yeah. But that's but the thing. It's a good it's, podcast. Yeah. Even if people remain nameless, I suppose you have to be aware that there are nutters out there that will track them down and find out who they are and some of them abuse. And whereas, you know, you'd hope the majority of people just listen to it and think, oh, that, that's awful and move on with their day. But there are some nutters out there yeah. you have to account for. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, what are you up to? <laughs> that all went downhill. I said, oh, yeah. That, yeah, just... that got dark. Yeah, yeah. We shouldn't mention it now. Bloody God. hell. <laughs> uh not up to anything building up the mileage as i said running more pippin's getting really good with her running at the moment yeah. she's really really improving um she's got be she's half beagle half harrier so she's got a bit of like the beagle in her wants to sniff a lot and sometimes it can be a bit of a challenge to keep her going forward and concentrating but she's getting a lot better um the dogs have just literally just started fighting each other so cool. um yeah it's a five o'clock fight time so but yeah, so yeah. more running, more running with Pippin, but also more mm -hmm. running on my own because I sort of got into a habit of just running with Pippin. And then when I've gone out to run on my own, it's only become really bloody difficult because she's not pulling me along. Yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah, that's it. I went out for a quick one with uh, William the other day. I did the other like 21 minute 5K with William. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. And he's getting so good at running now, not just the running, but ignoring everything else. That's and he what, always yeah. he picks the right ways to go around things. He picks the best routes between people. He doesn't mm -hmm. get distracted. He's so, so good now. Yeah, Pippin's getting Pippin's getting there. I mean, I had all that drama a few months ago where I posted on a Facebook page about <laughs> advice and they, they did not like that I wanted to have no. her off the lead. Um, but I've had her off the lead in some places where there aren't any cyclists allowed. Um, there's one bit along our route that we go to that's got a path and it's like on a field and there's no there's not supposed to be any cyclists on that path. So I've let her off the lead there and she was really good. She said hello to a few dogs, but then carried on running. And often it's with other people's dogs that were then running after us. So she's really, I'm hoping eventually she'll be at the stage where she can go off the lead board with me because that would be perfect rather than her constantly pulling me along. So yeah. Amazing. <laughs> if you've enjoyed this bullshit, please visit www.runningisbs.com to see the show notes and links from this episode and the whole back catalogue, as well as links to our Patreon, merch store and social medias. 
Thank you. Bye. Be safe. Stay at home. Protect the NHS. <laughs> Hands face base. Yeah. <laughs> Hands face space case race lace waste. Just you want some black cat.